Life Management Science Labs would like to acknowledge that we live and produce this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands of our listeners and our international colleagues. We'd like to thank and pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Hello everyone and welcome to Work in Progress, the personal productivity science insights podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We are champions of life management science, providing structured insights informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week, we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Work in Progress. I am Lou, and today I'm your guest host, and we have a very special guest in the studio. Uh, I, I think this is going to be, going to be very funny. This is one, <laughs> one of the funniest episodes, I hope, um, and we'll learn something new. I mean, don't bring up the expectation too high. No, I mean, it's not an expectation. It's going to be the way it goes. It'll okay. have to be funny. Come okay. on. Okay, I'll try. Yeah. So for... Our audience who's wondering what is going on. We're both from LMSL mm-hmm. and Jerry is actually our multimedia coordinator who is behind the camera, I would say 80% of the time. Mm, gonna go 98% of the time. <laughs> I'm never in front of the camera really. This no, is the but like recently we have Aiden, so you're oh, not in front okay, of the camera, okay, okay. like you're not behind the camera as much and okay, you're doing, really. you know, cooler stuff. But I'm yeah. behind the desk. Yeah, yeah, behind <laughs> this. Anyways. <laughs> But it's very cool. And uh, productivity-wise, it's pretty crazy for you, isn't it? Because you have so many things to juggle. You're behind the camera. You're mm-hmm. doing the editing. You're coaching your team, coordinating your team. Mm-hmm. Quality assurance for mm-hmm. everything is done by you as well, basically. Yeah. So I think you're the perfect guest for this episode because today we're going to talk about perfect. optimizing your workday with time management. Mm. Yeah, totally. Mm. Look, an expert might have a lot of research, but you have all the hands-on experience. Mm-hmm. You can say that, yeah. Yeah. So I, I would say, for now, you're definitely the perfect guest until we find a better one. Okay. <laughs> a one, one with even more, it's a low things, bar. more things to juggle. <laughs> hey, it's better to learn from experience. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So for those that don't know much about you, obviously, I did, I did the quick introduction yeah. about you and your role at LMSL, mm. but... Maybe a little more about your journey, please. Yeah, so I'm Jerry, and I am the multimedia coordinator at LMSL. And uh, on this side, I do some freelance projects uh, here and there uh, in video. Uh, those could be weddings, could be music videos, uh, promo videos, uh, whatever I get, really. Um, and my journey, yeah, I think. Um, and I'm going to go deeper into this later, is that I think what helps with my productivity is developing it through being a wedding videographer. Because mm. being a wedding videographer is really tough. You have to juggle mm. a lot of things, a lot of personalities. Really? Well, think about it. Aunties, well, mom. you got to tell dad. us more about that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of my background. Mm. And, um, yeah, I don't know if I can say much more. I think you covered have you have you done a lot of weddings lately i haven't um i really like basically when i had enough i was like i'm never gonna do (laughs) weddings again 
<laughs> because it was it was just too much, like yeah. sixteen hour um days and stuff like that. And then yeah, must know, be intense. Um, just handling clients was like too much. But every now and then, it's like it, it was it, it it's good for like a quick buck. Mm. Like if I'm planning to buy something, mm. I'm like. Mm, there's a wedding yeah i'll do it <laughs> yeah yeah which is where your productivity will really shine because you know you have a full-time job and then if you want to do something on the side mm. it's time management yeah it is so i mean today we're going to talk about time management at work but i think for your case it'll be extra interesting to share you know time management in the context of doing work outside of work mm. and then finding that balance in life because i think productivity it's such a broad concept. Um, obviously, yeah. we are focusing on work, but we cannot forget that, you know, all of that needs to fit into our life. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. Before we do that, let's talk about you a bit more. Okay. I like to get recommendations from my guests. I mean, we talk all the time um, and probably have random chats here and there, but we don't really talk much about what you like. Mm -hmm. So today I'm going to find out more. Get some recommendations. So this section is called Have You Met Jerry? You know the drill. I mean, you've done, what, 200 podcasts by now? Yeah. Yeah, we've released more than 200 episodes by this point. So you know the drill. I'm not going to explain it. Let's What's just do game? it. Huh? What's this game? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. What is it? I don't know. 200 episodes later. I really don't know. <laughs> um, okay. First thing first. What's a book you would recommend? A book I'd recommend? Um... There'd be two, I'd say. So one is The Children of Huron, which is a book uh, within the Middle Earth um, mm. series or mm -hmm. world, mm -hmm. you know, Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, set way before Lord of the Rings. It's it's super different from like all of the other Middle Earth books okay. because it's all about tragedy, treachery and uh, mistakes. Mm. It, it feels very human. Mm. Also, the main character is just uh, human. Mm. Not an elf, not a dwarf. So like it hits home a little bit harder. Yeah. Never heard of that before. Yeah, it's it's more relatable, not <clears throat> in a way where like, you know, they're going around killing people. <laughs> but um, sure. the negative emotions and uh, all the things that the main character goes through, those are very relatable. Yeah. yeah. What's the second one? Oh, the second one is um, I would recommend Atomic uh, Atomic Habits. Oh yes, that's so, perfect for this show. Yeah, so I've I've read half of the book. Pretty big book, <laughs> so um, yeah. So I've read half of the book and it's really really good so far. Um, reason why I haven't finished it really is because I jumped into another another book called Kaizen, which is sort of the same. Mm. It's all about um, improving uh, continuously day by day. Yeah. Small steps. You're, you're on the personal improvement train yeah, right now. Yeah, pretty much. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it always is, right? <laughs> yeah. It's good. I mean, sometimes you get bored and you would find something that's more lighthearted to yeah. read, you know, but then, yeah, most of the time, like, it's good to have that. Mm. I mean, I'm pretty sure most of the team members at LMSL do that. You mm. know, like, have something for personal productivity on their bookshelf at all times. Yeah. Or reading something. Anyways, that's a book. You yeah. gave us two. Good enough. One is fun and one is very serious. I would say yeah. it's a big read. Like you have to read it multiple times, I would say. But yeah. Really good. How about a movie? I know you're a movie fan. Oh, it's hard for me to say. 
Do you have so many? So many. Yeah. And I really don't have a favorite. Yeah, like, me too. But what yeah. are some of your favorites then? Okay, some of my favorite, School of Rock. <laughs> That's <laughs> one that I like watch every year. Okay. <laughs> like at least once. Okay. School of Rock, uh, the Harry Potter stuff. It's just like I watch that every Christmas since I was a kid. <laughs> I love that. And um, if I were to recommend like a really like, you know, like critically review the movie, it would be Children of Men. Mm. Um, and it's like post-apocalyptic um, and yeah, it's just really good it's like it, it shows I like movies where it shows you what do people do when society is like not in, like you're not shackled by societal standards and, and government and all that those kind yeah. of things like what would what do we actually do mm. like as humans what are our behaviors if you know these things don't exist so it's very interesting. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting. Yeah. Thanks for that. And, um, well, must ask on our show, what is a podcast that you like? Right. Well, uh, <laughs> the Ellen podcast. <laughs> I got 10. <laughs> you got 10. Um, don't really have a favorite podcast, but right now I am listening to the Lex Friedman podcast a lot. I don't uh, even know what that is. He's a computer scientist and artificial intelligence researcher. And his podcast his podcast is very interesting because he's got access to like very reputable people. Yeah. And I, I like him because the way he thinks is very different. Um he, How so? um he he knows like really deep questions to ask. And he's it's also funny because he likes to to, to read poems during the podcast he, he's like very yeah he's not like an out there kind of person he sounds like a personality he's not really like a big personality per se okay. he is a personality he sounds like a personality <laughs> yeah. to me some people might find him quite dull mm. but um he's kind of special in that way he's like right. he's a bit like a robot kind of kind of guy a robot that reads yeah. poems yeah it's like yeah, see, that's the thing, right? Like, yeah. when you watch his uh, podcast or watch any video of him, he's very monotonous. Mm. Like, his his voice, the way he speaks. But he likes all these kind of things. Like, he, he does jujitsu and um, likes poems and he plays the guitar. Mm. All these kind of things. Like, wow. That's a, such a unique personality. And the way yeah. he thinks is just, like, super out of the box. Right. Yeah. That's so interesting. Mm. I like out of the box thinking people. Mm. I gotta check them out. Okay. Do you have a famous role model? My famous role model would be Kobe Bryant. Aww, yeah. Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> Kobe. <laughs> <I> miss you. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Um, um, yeah, just because, yeah. like, when I was a kid watching him, and, like, it really came at a perfect time when he started becoming more of a, you know, a speaker in. Uh, motivational stuff and um, uh, reaching your goals and working towards your goals. Yeah. Because um, he did those things. He put more emphasis on those and storytelling. Yeah. Towards the end of my high school years and, um, yeah, in between, like, my adulthood and teenage years. So, yeah, yeah very big impact on me. Mm. Just love his work ethic and the way he speaks. Very motivational. Yeah. Totally. We all adore Kobe. Mm. 
Last question on this part. You know what it is? Is there a course you've completed that you would like to talk about at all? Course? It would be my my bachelor's. Mm. That was the last course. So, yeah. And um, you enjoyed it? I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was a slugfest during the pandemic years. But... For the most part, it, it's a fun it's a fun course because like you get to do practical things and yeah. apply your your learnings from um well you apply your learnings to um actual productions. Mm. So like we did uh, the Fringe Festival festival the oh. Melbourne Fringe Festival during my my last year and you know I did some camera work for some performances and stuff like that. So oh, fun! Yeah, it's cool to like do that and. Obviously, you know, as a film student, you film something as a project. Yeah. Because you know, I, I don't like sitting and writing essays all day long. Yeah, no, I so. did that. Tell me about it. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. That sounds so different from what I did because I did project management, right? Mm. And I never got to manage any project <laughs> in two years. Manage yourself. I did. But practically speaking, I wasn't allowed to manage any project. Mm. I mean, there were group projects, but not the same as actual work, right? So, mm. yeah, it was interesting. But you can like, apply it to life, right? Absolutely, you right. can. Mm. And I think that was when I really managed my life better because now that I do it as a profession, I, I get fatigued and tired. And I don't mm. do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exposing myself. Uh, but, okay, we now have known Jerry a bit better. I got some fun recommendations. Thanks for sharing. No worries. Um, I I cannot believe we don't talk about this stuff more at work. So maybe we can use the same prompt to ask our colleagues. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just for anyone on our team that's watching, we're going to ask you these questions. <laughs> that's true. Um, because we want to get to know more about you. Okay. So let's talk about optimizing our workday. And uh, as I said before, you have a lot of things you're juggling and also because you've recorded 200 podcasts and released over 200 podcasts, including about 20 episodes of this one, mm. you got you got to understand product, personal productivity somehow to a, to a certain extent <laughs> that our audience is probably not familiar with if they don't if they don't watch this podcast yeah. every single time. Uh, so, how would you define personal productivity given what you know and what you've experienced? All right. So pretty simple for me is just um, getting things done as efficiently as possible. It's to me, it's not really as much as doing as many things as you can as possible during the day, but efficiency while having quality is mm. uh, you know considering quality. Yeah, because I don't think it's I don't think it's productive if you do two hundred things a day but do all of them um, incorrectly or produce low quality yeah, outputs. Yeah, that's true. It's not productive. Yeah, so true. I think getting something done just for the sake of doing it, it's like, oh, you get it out of the way, but, you know, you don't really feel proud of yourself. Yeah. I really like that definition. Mm. Quality, balancing quality and quantity. Mm. Okay, so you've also done a bunch of listening to our guest, and I'm sure you notice a bunch of things that our team does, or you know, other people do. Yeah. What do people get wrong when it comes to personal productivity? I think it's that um, uh, doing as many things as humanly possible every day, mm -hmm. pretty much killing yourself, mm 
yeah. to do so many things. But then at the end of the day, your outputs are low quality. That's not productive because then that that time of fixing those things could have gone into doing it well the first time. Yeah, I'm laughing because I'm thinking about something right now. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I don't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell me later. Yeah, I'll tell you later. Uh, but no, but I'm, I'm thinking about something interesting that I can relate to. Um, so yeah, that that's interesting. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about yeah. the quality side of thing more. But yeah. and I think like let me, to add to that as well. Yeah. I know this. Um, there's a question about this uh, later. Um, you know, killing yourself to do something today, mm. and you might and you, your your output might be good, right? Yeah. And you might think it was a productive day. Yeah. But that affects tomorrow. Exactly. So that's not productive. Yes. So true. Love that. Yeah. I think it's a message for everyone, actually. Like to anyone and everyone listening and also especially to our team mm. who works a lot when it's yeah. not really necessary because yeah. they really care. I mean, I love it when people care about the work. Yeah. But you got to put yourself first. We have a caring team. We do. People but care about their work. Yeah. They really care about their work. And sometimes that's to the a issue. Fault. Yeah, because they care too much about the work and sometimes they prioritize that. And I think it's it's easy to get sucked into, oh, I really need to deliver this right now. Or, you know, I need to make sure everything is perfect or at least it seems perfect on the outside. And then in reality, it's just going to affect you and then it affects other colleagues. So it's a vicious cycle if you, if you get into that. Mm. I totally agree. And also, by the way, I'm not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no one is. I say these things, but I don't do them perfectly all the time. Yeah. I try my best to just do what, you know, practice what I preach. But sometimes I crack and <laughs> fall into it. We know. do our best. Yeah, we, we do, do our, our best. best. Yeah. Like I was like, because I, I was the same. Right? I was like, this year, I'm not going to work more than eight hours a day. Mm. Guess what? <laughs> yeah. No, it hasn't been happening at all. And that's okay. But I think that point that you made earlier was really right and just it's kind of stuck here with me because if I'm doing a lot I'm doing a lot of hours let's say and then everything is kind of like eh in terms of quality mm. I'd rather just do fewer things and have them done yeah. in a you know in a good way and then move on and do the things that I sh I was trying to do earlier yeah. so then everything gets done everything has good quality rather yeah. than everything gets done but nothing is actually done yeah so you have to go back to it you yeah. don't feel accomplished as well like you yeah. don't have that satisfaction that you need exactly to continue yeah exactly so you might just actually be demoralized yeah after that yeah one thing at a time is always better to be honest yeah it, it, but we have a lot of distractions nowadays which is why we're talking about time management right <laughs> because time management works in both our professional life and personal life does i don't know how you do it and I don't know how other people do it. I have my own way of doing it. And I'm guessing each person has their own definition. Um, I found a scientific definition that I can throw in a little bit later. But how do you define it? Time management to me is um, is all about prioritizing, really. Because you only have so many, so many hours during the day. Say you have an eight-hour working day. And let's say you've got 200 tasks. That's impossible. What you can do is do your best to get as many things done. And like I said, do, do them well. So um, to me, it's not 
exactly about you know it's it's quite similar to the definition of productivity it's not really about um it's not about shoving things in your basket as many things in your basket as you can it's whatever fits fits mm. and you do your best to um allocate yeah. time to each of them mm. as needed yeah that's pretty close so the the scientific scientific definition that i found it's and this is like again sounds very scientific mm. but i like it it's referring to the process of planning organizing and allocating time effectively to accomplish tasks and goals efficiently. Yeah. So about efficiency. Yeah. So that that's pretty close what you were saying. So it's kind of like this is a scientific way of putting it into words. And the other thing that I like is it sets it involves understanding how time is spent, mm. prioritizing activities, setting goals and deadlines, and implementing strategies to optimize productivity and reduce wasted time. So we're gonna talk about all of this stuff. Yeah. In a little bit. And I like that you shared your own definition. It's kind of like it's close to what science has in mind or research has in mind. So we are talking about personal productivity. We're saying a bunch of things about, you know, not only doing a lot of things or trying to do as many things as possible, but also bringing in the quality of it. And a big factor of that is you know actually how to manage your time because if you don't plan there's nothing that's going to get done, right? And you know this all yeah. too well. So um, how does time management affect your personal productivity? There are two ways. Uh, one is, you know, um, I, I plan my day in a way where everything has its time. So actually, you, you gave me good advice uh, a few weeks ago where you told me, okay, if everyone wants to talk to you, Throughout the day, tell them this is the time that they can talk to you and everyone can talk to you during that time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, and that's 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 that was one thing that was kind of that was kind of like a blocker yeah. to everything. It was also a blocker to getting uh into the flow state. Yeah. Um and I'll 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 dive into that a little bit more later, the, mm -hmm. the flow state thing. But yeah. like I plan my day where I do the same task back to back. Um, for a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. So if I'm editing stuff and there's like three things to edit today, I'll do those things back to back to back. Yep. So it doesn't break my flow state. Mm -hmm. And then all the um, chatting and um, servicing for people. <laughs> that's essentially, that's what it really is. Yeah, like servicing, yeah. People need something from you. Yeah. I do that at a certain a amount uh, at, at a certain time. Yeah. So um, doing that as a way to manage my time affects my productivity because then it doesn't break my flow state. So that's one activity that yeah. um, I can uh, give an exam example uh, example to. Um, how does time management affect productivity? Well, it's really, if you think about it, if you don't manage your time, you don't really get things done. <laughs> so um, like I don't really have a good explanation but that's my experience. If mm. you don't manage your time well, if you don't allocate time for each thing, mm. um, most likely you're going to be left scrambling around throughout the day. You're going to be like, oh, what do I need to do now? What do I need to do now? Yeah. So you really need to set and plan what you need to do today, tomorrow, and the next day. Mm -hmm. And at what time. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be super strict. Yeah. But you need to have an idea of like, 
what's your order of um, task? Mm. Yeah. This time I'm going to do editing. This mm-hmm. time I'm going to do admin. This time I'm going to do some coaching. Mm. This time I'm going to check on my teammates. Yeah. That's really good because I think that is kind of one of the things, like one of the top tips in productivity because I'm a, I'm a productivity nerd. I watch Nut. a lot of... <laughs> Nerds. I watch a lot of videos on productivity and um, I read a lot on productivity. Um, and also I watch this show, hmm. listening to our guest. But one of the things that I really like, and this is where I started out my with my productivity journey, is time blocking. Hmm. And that's exactly what you're, you say you're doing because you're blocking time and you're kind of time boxing it as well. So like yeah. from this time and this time I'm doing this. And then once I'm done, I'm going to move to the next thing. Now... There are actually a few more tips that I found from science, from scientific research and also from uh, a bunch of other people that have done, you know, wonderful things in their productivity. Like Ali Abdal is one of those people. If anyone's not familiar with him, he's crazy (laughs) in terms of productivity. Like it's insane. Really love it. Let's talk about juggling different priorities because you were just talking about that. You touched on it Mm. briefly. And you did say that, you know, you're allocating time to, for example, if you're going to coach people, you're going to allocate time to coach them rather than, you know, doing it here and there, right? And then you do editing, the deep work, focus, flow state, all that sort of stuff. Now, one of the concepts in uh, scientific research when it comes to productivity is actually managing your energy. Mm. I'm not sure if you've heard about this before, but basically you manage the task based on energy. For example, in the morning, you're not a morning person. Let's say, mm-hmm. pretend you're not a morning person. So in the morning, you do really like low energy tasks, very admin focused. Like you just like type the same thing or, you know, you you know exactly what you need to edit. So you just do the same thing. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, if you're actually a morning person and you have peak energy in the morning, yeah, you're going to do really hard tasks. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like the, those files that we have to do, like, you know, the Excel <laughs> sheets we have to fill out and all that sort of stuff. Um, the, the tough things... When you're a morning person, you do them first because you have a lot of energy then. Yeah. You have a lot of focus. And then in the afternoon when you're a little tired and fatigued, you still can you can still do the other tasks because you know exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. And you just like smash it out. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was a study, I think I was looking at, uh, looking for these studies when I was in high school because I didn't like high school. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah. you know, high school, they, it, it starts at eight. Or nine, yeah, right? Yeah. And there was like a study that came out that um, people learn um, more efficiently if you start at 12 or something like that. 12 p.m.? Yeah. Like your brain kick starts mm. around that time. Really? It could be 11, 10, but it, it mm. wasn't like eight or nine. So it was yeah. a good excuse for me to believe, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I don't know if I that study that. still stands and, mm. and I for, I've forgotten who that study was yeah, uh, okay. uh, from mm. and uh, I don't know exactly what time but it said it's it's a little bit later than yeah. 9 a.m. Or, or 8 a.m. yeah because you know like society we we, we do it 8 a.m. 9 a.m. Yeah. whatever we do yeah and there was like this study it says your brain functions better mm. at a later time I think it depends. Like, I don't really know where the research is right now. So, you know, that's a an open question and we'll I probably think, have to do more research on that. But yeah, it's interesting because I feel like each person is different. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. say. I think it, it depends on like what sleep timings you subscribe to. Exactly. Like if you're, you know, one of those types that 
wake up at 5 a.m., which I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> no, I wake up at 6. <laughs> okay, 6. If you're like one of those people that say wake up at 5 or yeah, 6, yeah. then obviously, you know, you've you've had more time to warm up Yeah. Uh, during the morning. So it could be that. I don't know. I don't True. think your brain really works in a way. Oh it's well, like maybe a clock for everyone. You know, I don't feel like it's like exactly this time. Maybe it does. Everyone's everyone's lighting yeah. up because you know. I think I've heard like a, a research of like um, how the sun, where, where the sun is, and like e- evolutionarily. Yeah, yeah. Um, if it's morning, you know. Yeah. Like this whole night owl thing. I, I just listened to a podcast about this and night owls. Please don't hate me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I, this like. Yeah. Watch the podcast. It was a podcast by Andrew Huberman and mm-hmm. um, uh, Gina, Gina something, Dr. Gina, mm-hmm. uh, basically a sleep researcher yeah. who says night owls don't really exist, or not really, because um, um, because of your sleep patterns and the quality of sleep that you get. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, um, it could be a clock. It could be a clock just because of evolution. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure because I don't mm. do a lot of reading into this particular mm. area of like when, like what time it's peak. To me, it's kind of like it's got to work for me, right? Like, so I'm an, a morning person. So like mm. if I need to do something that's like really heavy focus, I'll smash it out in the morning. Mm. But unfortunately, sometimes it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Because if I need to do a really important task and that needs collaboration with others. Yeah. I can do my thinking in the morning, but mm-hmm. I still need to collaborate them with them in the afternoon, for example, yeah. when they're online later. Because yeah. you know, we have a virtual team. Yeah. So I think managing energy really helps here because you can sort yeah. of like allocate time for it. And I know you're in the same situation on the same boat because, you know, we have the same team. Yeah. So that's why I want to ask you how you juggle it, especially because, you know, we have a lot of different projects and priorities. And I know a lot of people struggle with this, too. We are a startup. A lot of people out there are working in like small, medium businesses, startups, yeah. or even big corporates have multiple priorities or projects sometimes. Yeah. But they kind of need to bounce from one to another. So how do you juggle that? So sometimes, almost most of the time, it's a first come, first serve basis for me, really. Okay. Uh, because with, with my team... Um, I, I I do what's uh, what the main function of my team is, right? That's main priority. That's always high priority. Podcast, uh, courses, and all those things. Those are main priority, yep. right? So other requests from like other teams, that's kind of like medium pr- priority. Mm. Obviously, they're important mm. because they need us. Yes. Um, and they're very important content to create, but. I always request from uh, people, if you need something from me, please tell me before, like a lot earlier than your due date. Yeah. Like if you ask ask something from me today mm. and then you need it tomorrow, it's a little bit hard for me to deliver that because we've yeah. got our task. Yeah. And I, I don't know if uh, if it's even possible for me to find a way to slot it into yeah. to our calendar. Sometimes it's possible because, you know, maybe uh, we our deliverables are not super... Um, the deadline's not not near, so mm. it's possible. Yeah. But that's how I prioritize things is um, whatever your main function is, that's priority. Unless, obviously, if your superior says, 
I need this now. <laughs> like Are sometimes you, uh, you telling me. <laughs> you're talking sometimes, about me. <laughs> sometimes you ask me, I need this now, Jerry. <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine. it's oh. me. Hi. The yeah. problem is so, me. Um, yeah, so like the techniques that I, I, I talked about earlier, like blocking your tasks, yeah. it, it won't always work because sometimes things just happen, things, you know, um, uh, are requested abruptly. Yeah. So that's one thing. And another another one is um, just being able to say no. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, because as much as I'd like to help everyone, yeah, if they say, I really need this, I'm like, but I really need to get my thing done as well. Yeah. So uh, being able to say no, telling people no, yeah. is something that I had to learn uh, the hard way. Because <laughs> um, there was a time where I just said yes to everything. Yeah, that was me too. I was killing myself. I was killing myself. And yeah. um, it, it didn't help me um, feel any good or it, it just didn't help. Oh, it probably helped people that I helped, right? Yeah, it didn't help <laughs> but you. But it didn't help me. So, yeah. and also, it didn't. It basically it was it was a blocker because in the future, I wasn't able to help the people that I wanted to help because I was just so drained out. Yeah. And um, I, I took up all of my energy and, um, yeah, I just couldn't help other people. So it didn't help. Uh, yeah. It helped the people that I helped at the time, but yeah. didn't help me or other people in mm. the future. Yeah. yeah. I think the thing about the thing about projects and priorities would be like it depends because it depends on the environment. Because, mm. you know, in in the startup world, it's kind of like nine times out of ten, it's like we need this yeah. yesterday. Yeah. So yeah. you you think of it today and you're like, oh, actually we need this yesterday. That's just like the nature of startup, right? Yeah. So I think it's really important to kind of have the buffer time and, you know, to know if the deadline can be flexible. Like yeah. you were saying earlier, like some Try to some negotiate project. all the time. Yeah, but like some projects are not that urgent. Yeah. Like And, and also if you do things in advance, right? Like if, let's just say, I, I don't know if you do this, but let's say I have um, 10 different tasks for podcasts due on Friday mm -hmm. and today is Monday and I kind of don't have anything urgent right now. Mm. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Get that out of the way, get it done and then do other tasks. And then if something comes up, yeah. I actually have the extra time. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't work like that. Sometimes it's the reverse because you have so many things to do that you kind of like yeah. you're running towards that. Yeah. So it depends on the the week itself, but I feel like, if we do things in advance when we have the time yeah. or when we feel like, oh, we don't have anything to do, um, that's one thing. But also understanding which one is more important. Because you were saying, right, some priorities from other teams are kind of medium priorities. Yeah. But then when you actually confirm with upper management, it's like top priority. I mean, for upper, upper management, everything's top priority. <laughs> yeah. But then it, when you don't confirm, right? <laughs> yeah. What I'm saying is when you don't really confirm it with other people, it's kind yeah. of like, oh, I'm just going to do my stuff. Yeah. And then other people's stuff, that's secondary. Yeah. But then sometimes it comes from the top, so then that becomes top priority. Yeah. Also you have to to make it clear to the people that need yeah. need something from you that um you need to help me help you, really. Exactly. If you want me to help if you help me help you, we'll yeah. get this done very easily. Exactly. It's a collaboration effort. Yeah. yeah. Like like I said, ask for things early. Mm. 
don't ask for things last minute. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we're talking about a lot of like juggling. One of the things we also have to struggle and juggle Mm -hmm. with is this environment. So the remote work environment and our team, most of our team are remote. I know a lot of other teams at the moment are remote as well. So people might be struggling with this. You have a lot of messages all the time. (laughs) People ask for things from you all the time. And then I don't know about other companies, but for us, for example, we use both Slack and Teams. So it's basically like messages pinging on from both sides. And then we use Asana to track tasks and everything. So it's kind of like you have all these notifications from Asana. At the same time, you're trying to do your task. Yeah. So you have a lot of distractions. You have a lot of things that kind of like trying to pull your focus and, you know, get you into different directions. Team members might be trying to call you, for example. I don't know if that happens. Um, It doesn't happen very often, but sometimes you get random calls, right? So Mm. lots of distractions. So question is, you have a lot of priorities and people to deal with. So I'm guessing you have a lot of distractions. How do you handle them? So I think the, the first thing that really helped was very early on our team uh, was um, we made it clear to everyone. Look, if people are not answering your messages, it's not because they don't want to answer. Mm. They're just busy. Yeah. So getting that across um, from the start very clearly mm-hmm. is a good thing because uh, people don't have any negative feelings if you don't answer or, or whatever. Now, in saying that, I do that, right? Like, I will get the messages. I'm going to ignore it. Mm. Let's say I'm in the zone and mm. I, I'm in the flow. Yeah, in the right? flow state, yeah. I'm in the flow state. Yeah. I, love, I, I love it because uh, it, it really makes me work a lot faster. Mm. Uh, it makes me feel like I'm like a superhuman when I'm in flow state, really. Yeah. And I really, I really hate breaking it mm. because... It takes me longer to get back into it yeah. than just getting what I, whatever I need done. done. Yeah. So um, I ignore messages <laughs> um, a lot. Which is good. Now, now I, I do have a kind of like a priority level. Mm. If someone needs something from me, like now, now, like my team members, if they need something from me, like they can't finish their work they can't continue with their work unless i give them the go like sometimes people like aiden he will ask me can i do this and i will say yes or no right Mm. or i will suggest a different thing yeah if i make him wait then he's wasting his time because he can't do anything exactly right so those kind of messages um and it's good because like you can see the messages like a little bit of the message so you can tell if it's important or not Mm. from the notification because you can kind of see the first line yeah so i prioritize prioritize things that way is just like uh whoever needs something like right now and i feel like they can't finish their their work uh unless i say something to them Mm. then you know Mm. i just have to reply Yeah. If not, if it's, you know, something that could, could wait an hour or two, mm. then I'm going to let it wait. Yeah. Because um, at the end of the day, if, if I break my flow state and if I keep getting interrupted, then I'm not going to get anything done. Exactly. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. exactly. So, yeah, blocking and also, yeah, blocking that time mm. to to tell people like this is when I'm 
yeah ready for questions yeah i think it's a really hard concept to for some people to understand mm. because sometimes people just want answers like pronto yeah i sometimes respond straight away if i'm checking messages mm. sometimes it takes me three hours yeah and the good thing with slack what we use is mm. that you can tell people yeah you've got like a status thing yeah exactly you just can tell people um don't disturb me. <laughs> yeah, like, like I would normally put it on and, and I think you do too, like just focus time, slow in responding. Yeah. Or, you know, like focus time won't respond until yeah. X hours. So I think that's really good because then it lets other people know and it allows us that peace of mind that people mm. know. So yeah. it's not like you have to go around, you know, talking about it. And I think one of the other things as well is it depends on the company culture. Yeah, I think for us we're we're working towards it and like getting there in terms of allowing people to have deep work and not just calling randomly. Yeah, because that's one of the biggest distractions that's gonna eat away your time. Mm-hmm. Let's say you are already in the flow state, you're in the mm. middle of it, you're getting things done, you're really quick. All of a sudden, I call you. Yeah. Well, you're gonna have to try and get back to that after the call. So then it takes mm. you twice as long to actually finish the task, even if it's just a two minute phone call. Yeah. I have to say that I do call my team quite a lot. But also maybe it's because of the, the, the nature of our work. Yeah, depending on what you're doing. I yeah. Think. Um, I think I told someone this a few days ago. It's uh, with, with video editing especially, you need to share a screen. Mm. Like you have to share a screen. It's yeah. so much easy, easier if the other person can, can see what you're doing yeah. or you can see what they're doing. Because if you try and explain it with words alone, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. there's so many miscommunications that yeah. could happen. I'm painting this. Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah. yeah. So um, it depends on, on the nature of your work. Um, and also um, that whole status thing, if sometimes people are a little bit naughty <laughs> and you can kind of tell who doesn't really care, like they just want answers all the time. Mm. What I do is if they had a question, I'm going to schedule my reply Yeah. so that for like the next two hours, I don't get any interruption from it because it's going to open a can of worms, right? Exactly. If you can tell that it's going to open a big conversation, yeah. I'm going to schedule my message, my reply. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's another thing I do. Yeah, exactly. Utilize all the different tools you have and like yeah. the different functionalities. It's such an interesting topic. See, yeah. we, we were like, oh, we don't know if we're going to have anything to say. So much to say. <laughs> Okay, um, so you said earlier that you have, uh, you have already mentioned you are managing all these interruptions and, you know, you also need to balance when you respond. And one of the questions was around how do you handle the interruptions? I think we've covered that. But yeah. one part we haven't got to cover is if colleagues are requesting for your time and especially superiors might request for your time as well, mm-hmm. I'm included in this bunch. I'm curious, how do you respond to the request or, you know, yeah. handle the request while you're still maintaining your productivity? Because yeah. it's, it's one thing to minimize the distractions from other people. It's a whole different thing to like get things dumped on you. Like, you know, I allocate you this task. Or I allocate you this project or, you know, mm-hmm. we need to work on this file or this uh, brainstorming session. Yeah. How do you juggle that? So... I can't really give a general solution for everyone mm-hmm. because uh, like you alluded to earlier, it depends on your work work culture. Yeah. Like for us here, it's I'm very thankful that like if I make you wait, you're my boss. 
if I make you wait, you're okay with it. Yeah. Right? Because there's a certain level of trust. Yeah. And with another superior, it's okay, like, if I make them wait as well. Obviously, it, it, it depends case by case if it's, like, super urgent, like, if they need something. Yeah. Right? Like, now, now. Mm. And they don't have time to do it later. Mm-hmm. Then you need just, you know, it, you kind of have to sacrifice your your productivity yeah. to help them. But it shouldn't happen all the time. Yeah. Shouldn't happen every day. Shouldn't happen every week. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. So um, it depends on the culture. Like for, for me and I've oh, maybe also it's because of like me dealing with clients when I was freelancing. Yeah. Like at, at first I was like super scared to make them wait. I was like, yeah, like I told my... <laughs> cause, cause yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you right now. I, yeah, because yeah, I used to manage the, the freelance stuff with my, my, my partner, partner, right? When we're doing the, that freelancing stuff. Yeah. And I would like get on her like, why haven't you replied to this email? This is a client. We're going to lose this client. So um, I realized you can make your client the wait. Like, why not? Because it's not like they're going to read it immediately. It's not like they're going to reply immediately as well. Mm-hmm. So you just, um, if you've got some things to do right now, you don't need to do, um, you don't need to to reply straight away. And so because of that freelancing experience, that kind of gave me the comfort here in LMSL. I could probably make my superior weight a little bit. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, they want me to get whatever I need to get done done as well yeah and if it's urgent they will make it known yeah it's yeah. super urgent yeah so that's another thing about work culture is the communication like i think with us we put a lot of emphasis in communication right mm. if you need it urgently you're gonna say that it's urgent yeah and asana if it's a high priority you're gonna put high priority yeah right um now sometimes people abuse that <laughs> people say <laughs> everything it, is priority one yeah everything is priority one everything is high priority everything is urgent yeah um so uh you kind of have to develop a skill on kind of uh, your meter on like your bs meter re- mm. really yeah is this really urgent yeah question everything yeah obviously now if you're a um uh if you're not involved in the leadership meetings and um, you're not across all of the information. Sometimes it's easier for you to um, get fooled, <laughs> I guess, right? Sure. Um, so, um, if so, then check with your manager. Is it is it really urgent? Yeah. This person is asking something for me. Is it yeah. really that urgent? Mm. So um, that's that's a tip for me. It's like yeah. checked with with someone mm. that uh, I guess you are closer to or have yeah. more trust. Mm-hmm. And say, is this really urgent? Mm. Um, true. This might not always be. Yeah, very true. Okay, final questions before we move on to something practical. Okay. We've talked a lot about time management, productivity, and mainly time management work. But as I said, work is such a big part of life. And this question is particularly related to how you maintain a work-life balance and mm. pre- you know prevent burnout. How do you manage your time at work mm. so that you can have a you know healthy lifestyle and a balanced lifestyle and you don't necessarily encounter burnout or you know yeah. maybe you do but like you minimize it as yeah. much as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think these things are inevitable. Burnout's kind of in- inevitable. Yeah. If you really care about your work, it's kind of inevitable. Mm-hmm. Right? 
I don't Unless know. there's nothing to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure. Maybe, you know. Some jobs actually like that, by mm-hmm. the way. Like some jobs, uh, my friend, like she works for um, the government and she's like, I work 30 minutes a day. Mm. I was like, what? Yeah. What? I, I, th- I think there are a lot of those jobs, you know, and it's not. I'm not going to say that it's not healthy, but it's also not like maybe, you know, you're relaxing, but like. But they have a lot of time to do like professional development. Like if they, like, ah, they need yeah. to take a course or, you know. As long as you're occupied. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, the actual work work. Yeah. It's probably like 30 minutes, but they can spend like seven hours learning yeah. something new and that helps. Right. Yeah. On network or, yeah. you know, pick up a, a new project outside of mm. your role and help. Many things can happen, but like mm. sometimes it's the reverse. So it's mm. kind of like if you have a lot of time, you need to find a way to fill it. Yeah. On the other hand, if you have a lot of stuff to do and you yeah. just don't have the time to yourself, you need to yeah. manage that so that you don't burn out or at least yeah. you can still enjoy life. Yeah. I think I think what I was going to is just avoid overcorrecting <laughs> because if you've got nothing to do, that's equally worse. I mean, equally bad as burning out. So yeah. anyway, um, the question was maintaining. Strategies a, to maintain yeah. Yeah, work-life balance. So I don't want, I don't want to sound like I'm super strict with everything, but. (laughs) No one uh, is. Yeah. And I'm also, by the way, I'm not, like I said, I'm not perfect. I'm still finding my footing. Um, But I learned to just be pretty strict with my timing. Back then, if someone needs me at five o'clock, I am going to have a meeting with them until 6 p.m. And obviously, our work day uh, ends at 5 p.m., right? Yeah. So that's overtime. Mm. I try not to do that anymore. Um, That's really good. If someone else, like a team member who works at a different time zone, more aligned with that person, then I'll get them to to talk to that person. Delegate, yeah. So I will give them the information and then just pass it over. And it's kind of it's kind of risky because sometimes you know you kind of play a game of um, what's that game Chinese whisper? <laughs> not Chinese yeah. whisper. Is it, it's, it's not like a game, but like it's something that tends to happen if you don't really hear from the source. I would say. Yeah. yeah. There, I, no, there was a game. Oh, there's back then, game. like you, you you form a line and then you pass the message. Oh. And see what the that last message is going to be. So yeah, the first person is going to give you a message and pass the message like 10 times right. and see how that message uh, yeah. changes. Yeah. If it doesn't change, then you win. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it's kind of risky. So you, you need to find someone you do, that you really, really trust. Yeah. Or um, get them to take notes of what you tell them or you can make those notes yourself and pass it over to another person. So uh, just... Uh, and to that again, just be very strict with your time. So, and and also, um, it's harder to do this one, but uh, really shutting it off. After five p.m., you have to shut it off. You can't think about work. If it, if we had a good day at work, mm-hmm. it's easy. Yeah. To not think about work, but yeah. if you had a stressful day, uh, you've got a lot of de- deliverables, things change, yeah. all these things. Uh, it's a little bit harder. Mm. So what I do then is. I do something after work. Mm. So I would, if I had a hard time during work and it's harder for me to like get my mind off of work, I'm going to be like, I'll call my girlfriend and be like, let's get dinner. Let's mm, go out. <laughs> let's go out. Let's get, let's get drinks. Yeah. And um, so it, it won't, it doesn't matter what, which, you know, which day it is. It could be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. 
Doesn't matter. Just go out. Mm, I know one. a lot of people like would rather just sit on a couch, watch Netflix because you know. It, I mean, it's reasonable. You yeah. drained out. Yeah. You want to sit on a couch and chill. Yeah. You want to go to bed. Yeah. For me, um, it is sort of counterproductive because you're just sitting there and left thinking about work. Yeah, it doesn't help because especially if you're working remotely. Yeah. yeah. Your environment matters, right? Yeah. If you're in the same environment, you are doing your stressful work in, yeah. and you're still sitting there or in, in the same space, but just like in a different corner. Especially if you're energy, autonomous. Yeah. Your energy is going to be the same. Yeah. It's not going to help. Yeah. And 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 um, for me as well, it's not just a time management thing. Mm. I think it's a question of your mind as well. Mm. Because your mind plays a big part. If your mind is at, you know, working, like on your job, then you're never really, never really going to have work-life balance. You could be doing things with someone, but if your mind is elsewhere, mm. that's not really work-life balance. You're still at work, really. Yeah. So uh, that's what I do is keep my mind occupied. Yep. And uh, that's also a way to prevent burnout. Mm. Um, if you had... If you have a really, so, so to me, like, um, I'll go deeper into that whole thing with like doing something. Mm. For me, preventing burnout, if I feel like I've been having very stressful days, it's been happening <laughs> the last few weeks. <laughs> Tell me about it. And um, I just feel like, you know, I'm a bit like a robot just doing whatever task I can. Mm. What I would do after work is uh, really push myself to keep myself occupied. So uh, one thing I would do is play basketball, mm. right? And I think you can do this with any form of exercise. I know, like, again, I know if you had a hard day, tiring day, mentally, physically, whatever, um, you'd rather just stay home, sit yeah. on the couch, eat, order something even, yeah. you know? Especially when it's cold. Mm. I think like that this. just, I think that's just kind of like digging yourself in a hole. Yeah. Like you get deeper and deeper into that hole because that it's was gonna me make, last year. It's gonna make you lazier, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you might not be a lazy person, right? So, I would do is uh, exercise. Mm. So my form of exercise that I really like is basketball. Mm. I don't really like going to the gym. Mm. I go to the gym sometimes. Mm. I don't really like doing that because mm. to me, when I go to the gym after a long, hard day of work, I'm like there lifting weights, <laughs> thinking about work. Because <laughs> it's kind of like it's it's to me, uh, it's mostly physical. Obviously, there's the mental mental side of it of like pushing yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it doesn't really get your mind thinking. Mm. It's not, it's, it's more like pushing yourself, right? Yeah. It's like a, a resilience in mm. terms of like physically pushing yourself by yeah. mentally pushing yourself. Yeah. But it doesn't keep your mind occupied in a way that like a, something like basketball would because uh, when I play basketball, you know, you play with other people and you're constantly thinking, okay, what move am I, am I going to do next? Yeah. Uh, am I going to pass? Am I going to score? Mm. Who do I pass to? Mm. And if I want to score, how should I score? Mm. What move do I do? Yeah. So I'm always thinking. Yeah. And, and my mind's always engaged. Mm. A flow state. Yeah. Another flow state. Yeah. But and, and good for you. Yeah. And um, with with gym, and I know some people are gonna 
disagree because some people really love going to the gym. I know you've been going to the gym. But I don't lift weights. You don't lift I weights. I do Pilates. Oh, you do Pilates. So I do okay. classes. Yeah. And the classes really, you know, like keep you busy because yeah. the instructor is going to tell you do this and that. And you yeah. cannot stop because the thing about lifting weight is like, I can just stop if I'm bored. Exactly. Pilates, I cannot stop. I have to keep going. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's why I don't really like lifting weights. I'm, it's it's because your mind is kind of left to wander. Exactly. Much. And that's not what you want when you, you're... When you're having a hard time, that's not what you want because you want your mind to go elsewhere mm. to a better place. Yeah, thinking about different things, but yeah. like fun stuff, not you know like stressful mm. stuff. Yeah, so I guess you know do what you enjoy. Exactly, you gotta know what you want to do. Yeah, when you like. But if it's an exercise, even better because you know it's scientifically proven that exercise will release all these neurotransmitters like dopamine and. Uh, Serotonin? Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those kind of things. Now, I don't really know what that means, but <laughs> it sounds it makes sense. <laughs> it sounds like a good thing. <laughs> I don't really know what that no, means. I do know what they but are. But it makes sense. I don't, I I don't have that. deep knowledge in those things, but... I don't have deep knowledge either, even though I host the Happiness and Wellbeing <laughs> podcast and the guests talk about these Sarah chemicals boost. all the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, te- it takes a lot of practice to remember and to... No, yeah. but yeah, I, I do I do know that dopamine and serotonin are really good for you. Yeah, so um, exercise, and if 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 it's a form of exercise that you love, that's even better. Otherwise, just do whatever that you love. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have anything, go find something. Yeah, <laughs> you have to do something. Actually, keep your mind occupied with getting to know yourself is actually really good. Like, huh. what do I enjoy? Like, how did you know you liked That's basketball? That's the first step, yeah. Yeah. How did you find out that you liked basketball? Oh, I don't know. It was on the TV all the time when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, you know what? Then that gets me to think. Mm-hmm. The people that you were saying were on their couch watching Netflix. Maybe yeah. they watched something that sparks joy. Yeah. And they're like, I want to try whatever that person's doing. Yeah. It could be like a documentary about basketball and they like, yeah. when they want to try that. I mean, if you watch a documentary about F1, you're not going to be able to try that. Mm. But you can, you know, like get into, I don't know, researching F1 more. Yeah. Now, I know there are people who whose hobbies are watching TV and, and uh, playing video games and watching a movie. I love those things too. Those are my hobbies too. Yeah, same. But there are levels to it, right? Yeah, not too extreme. Just like habits, mm. there are good habits and bad <laughs> habits. Yeah. Now with hobbies, they're not really good uh, bad hobbies unless, you know, it's something that your hobby is hurting someone. Then yeah. That's, that's not good. But uh, the levels are what are productive hab- uh, hobbies and what mm. are um, engaging hobbies and what are not. Mm. Now, people can say, I'm engaged in my movie. But you're not really doing anything, are you? Just sitting there. Yeah. Um, Sometimes people watch movies while being on their phone as well. So. Yeah. So yeah. I think take, take take up a hobby that uh, allows you to do something. Get into the flow state, actually. Is, I think this yeah. is what I learned from the happiness podcast, Sarah Boost. Like, Find a hobby that would bring you the flow state. I think this is mm. one from one of the earliest episodes. That's a good point. Because like when I play basketball, sometimes it doesn't happen all the time. But I'm going to say most of the time, maybe. I just get into a state where I don't even know what the hell I'm doing, but I'm doing 
I'm playing well. Mm. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. I'm I'm just playing well. Like That's I don't good. I don't think about the next move anymore. Yeah. It becomes yeah. maybe it's just muscle memory. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I just play so well that I just, what 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 happened? Mm. <laughs> it was like it's like Shazam. Out of body, <laughs> out of body experience. Yeah, yeah, it's like Shazam. Shazam. It's like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> I'm Kobe Bryant. <laughs> That'd and be great. I'm back to Jerry. That'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah. But yeah, um, like, yeah, good point. Maybe that, that. Yeah. Never yeah. really thought of it. Yeah. Thought of it that way. But yeah. Yeah. That's, but that's, that's a good point. Yeah. That's what, that's what I would recommend. Just do something that you love. I know it's, it's hard to, to push yourself to go out and do something when you're super tired and super stressed out yeah. and maybe you're burnt out but it really you're talking look, to me huh stepping out <laughs> stepping out is the hardest part yeah because once you're out you're out yeah once you're out you know that you're gonna do something already yeah and if it's something that you enjoy it's easy to forget that you're tired it's easy for, to forget that you're hungry mm. like for me when i'm tired hungry i play basketball i forget about it mm. I'm just in the zone. Mm, nice. So, yeah. Really good. Okay. I mean, that's really practical already. But yeah. um, in our practice debrief, we normally talk about the practice that's related to the topic. So let's bring it back to optimizing your workday. You mentioned a bunch of things earlier, you know, like blocking distractions, time boxing, um, not responding to messages until you're done with your task, getting into the flow state, all that sort of stuff. What would be... One more thing that you haven't mentioned that's super practical, that is a practice that you do to optimize your time at work or to optimize your workday using time management. I don't have like a super like work-centric thing. It's more really about well-being or, or like just mm. managing yourself. Yeah. Um, is I found the perfect amount of sleep for me. Oh. So. Okay. You know, obviously, we know that uh, seven, eight, or nine hours is mm. the optimal yeah. amount of time to sleep. I found that seven or uh, seven hours is the optimum amount of sleep for me. Mm. If I have any more, right? If I have any more, I feel like crap. <laughs> I feel like I just want to sleep all day. Yeah. If I have less, it's actually not as bad as having more. Mm. I know, I know if sleep is important and everyone says like you need sleep, as much sleep as you can. But I feel like, and I think there are, there are studies that back this up. If you have too much sleep, all your body wants to do is sleep. Yeah. Because it's kind of stuck there or something. I know there's like a better way to put this, but yeah. uh, that's the way I understand it. If you sleep more, your body kind of gets stuck there. And if you sleep less, you're productive until your energy gets drained. At least there's some productivity in there if you sleep less. Mm. But if you, if I sleep seven hours, I am just go, go, go. Mm. Like I, 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 obviously I still have, have my coffee mm. and I know the perfect time for me to have coffee. Every, <laughs> Every day. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, most people would have coffee around 9 a.m., 10 a.m.-ish, mm. right? Mm. That's kind of like the, the first break. Or they go to work with a coffee in hand. I don't do that. I have my coffee during lunchtime. Mm. Because uh, in the morning, I feel fine. Mm -hmm. It's during lunchtime, during that, um, you know, lunch crash. Mm. Um, when, you know, like food coma. Mm. 
Mm. Sometimes you get into a food coma. Sometimes yeah. you don't. Yeah. So I have my coffee then. Yeah. Because it helps bring me back up. Yeah. And I think there are studies where uh, they tell you that having your coffee around, uh, um, what is it, midday mm. is better than having it like first thing in the morning. Mm. So those are things, some strategies. Yeah. It, they're not... Um, super work-related because you, you can apply them to life. But I, I practice those things to improve my work productivity mm. and time management with the, the sleeping thing. Yeah. So like I'll sleep at, at 12, I'll yeah. wake up at 7. Mm. If I uh, plan to wake up at 8, I'll sleep at 1 a.m. Mm. Or I'll just sleep at 12, wake up at 7, do some random things in the morning. <laughs> wow. Uh, but but yeah, that's that's how I schedule my sleep. It's yeah. always seven, 7 hours. Yeah. If I get more, it's just... I feel like crap. Mm. <laughs> Sometimes I do sleep in, right? Yeah. Like weekends. Yeah. Uh, uh, when you've got a partner, it's a little bit harder to follow this thing because, you know, you kind of want to sleep in together, stuff like that. Or I don't know. Um, she doesn't want to stay up too late. Yeah. So. Gotta adjust. Yeah. But you, you do your best. Like during my work week, I will sleep seven hours every single day. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. I think it's super cool because, you know, again, productivity about life. Mm. Work is a part of life. Mm. And it's not like you just manage your time at work and then your life is not managed at all. Because yeah. if you're not managing your life, then your work will be affected. Yeah. Especially when you talk about sleep, right? If you don't sleep enough, it doesn't matter how you prioritize your task. Yeah. Because you're just tired. Yeah. Yeah. So that's super cool. I love it. So... You already mentioned the challenges, actually, because, you know, like you got to adjust your schedule if you have a partner. Yeah. You know, like you might you might have days where you feel like you need a bit more sleep, mm. things like that. But what are some of the good things about this, like sleeping enough? And, you know, obviously you have enough energy. What are some other things that you think would be really good for people to know for you personally? Well, the good thing about that is you can schedule your things throughout the week uh, more accurately mm. or you have a clear uh, window of, you know, uh, the timings that you can do at certain activities, mm -hmm. you know, because sometimes if you, um, like, if you're not so strict with yourself of like sleeping at 12 and waking up at 7 or, or anything similar to that, mm -hmm. it's like uh, whatever you do today could get in the way of what you do the next day. Totally. So uh, that's a good thing about that. Mm. Um now with the coffee thing, I don't know if there's more good things about that one. <laughs> it makes you happy. <laughs> it makes you coffee happy. makes you happy. Also, if 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 you are kind of if you have a schedule down, like a a, a certain routine down, mm. it really makes things easier every day mm. because there are less adjustments, less changes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Very it's true. kind of like. When you've been doing the same kind of work for 10 years, <laughs> you kind of know what you're going to do every day. Yeah. It's just like you don't even have to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. So that it gives me more time to do, do other things and uh, think about other things. Yeah. So final question, lucky last, is obviously, as you said, sleep and coffee at the right time really improves yeah. your productivity and sort of like helps to keep you going. Yeah. But... How does that help with your perception in life overall? Oh, I, I, 
I think it's actually kind of improved the way I look at my body and mm. look at life. Yeah. Um, also, at first when I started doing this, I was, I was very strict with myself. Mm. I was like, it's a, it's almost like a do or die kind of thing. Oh. If you do this or you're not going to, you know, mm. you're going to fail. Okay. So um, finding out that there are times when you can't do these things and some even with like fasting and and stuff like that like so i do intermittent fasting i don't always i'm not perfect i don't always um eat at 12 and then stop eating at eight yeah sometimes when you have you know um night with some friends you're gonna grab some drinks yeah it's gonna be later you can't do that yeah and you can't close yourself off and say no, I mean, I'm doing this thing where I can't eat or drink after eight. Yeah. Then you're just not enjoying life. Yeah. So um, I think it made me appreciate life a little bit more because when I lost touch, I was like, oh, I need to do some, th- some things. I need to adjust so that I can enjoy life. Yeah. So um, True. that's kind of how it, it affected my, my perception. Mm. Um, you can't be perfect. Mm. No, it's perfect, really. Yeah. Even with a sleep thing. Yeah. Sometimes I enjoy having more than seven hours of sleep. <laughs> if not, I would be asleep for seven hours and I'll just be in bed for another hour. Yeah. Just doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I like that. Like, sleep-wise, it's a very interesting thing because it makes you, like, it makes or break your day. Mm. That's what I've noticed. Like, sometimes, I don't know, like, I just wake up happy. Yeah. I had like the perfect amount of sleep. I still don't know how much it is yet. I'm yeah. still figuring it out. But sometimes I wake up before my alarm and I'm tired. Yeah. Or sometimes I wake up when the alarm hits and I'm sad. Sometimes I wake up before the alarm yeah. and I feel better. Yeah, that too. Sometimes right? you can wake up before yeah. the alarm and you're like, I'm fresh today. Yeah. But sometimes you're like, I didn't, like, you know, like I yesterday I didn't sleep. Well, I didn't go into deep sleep, I think. Like mm. I was kind of, I felt like I was half awake. Mm. The whole night. So I woke up before my alarm, but I was like so tired. I The last thing I wanted to do was to move. But, you know, it's non-negotiable. I got to get out of bed, got to go to Pilates. Yeah. I did that. But, you know, it's r- true. Like if you really manage your sleep well and you're also nice to yourself, yeah, your whole life will be so much better. Like quality of life yeah. overall. So, I think that's yeah. like a whole like misconception with all these habits and like personal improvement stuff. Yeah. It's like when people first discover these things, yeah. Like they're going to do it to the T. Like then then you know, they stay within that line. Yeah. They don't go out of that path. Mm-hmm. But very soon you realize that this is impossible. Yeah. Like there are variables in life and you need to do a variety of things every single day. Yeah. So you need to give some room. So um like with me the whole 12 o'clock to 7 a.m. is because um, so that I have some buffer time until 8 o'clock. Because 8 o'clock is when I really need to get ready. Yeah. Right? That's when I need to take a shower, need mm. to get ready. Mm-hmm. Um, so 7 o'clock, that one hour gives me some time to myself. Yeah. Um, and also if I... So my alarm is set for 8 a.m. Mm. But my body has been waking up at 7 a.m miraculously happened like 
You're a getting few older. A few months ago, it just miraculously <laughs> happened. Suddenly, I wake up 7 a.m. all the time. Mm. 7.05, 7.10, 6.55, mm. that time range. Yeah. And then um, if I don't, if I'm like super tired and I don't wake up at 7 a.m., mm. the alarm is there too, yeah. to back up. Because yeah. um, I found that that it's also not good for you to wake up to an alarm. It's better to wake up. Naturally? Naturally. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Okay. So we've covered all the questions. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Really good practice. Now I have to figure out how many hours I need to sleep. I don't yeah. know. That's a good point. Check we normally out. have open mic. Mm. Anything you're passionate about? Anything comes to mind? I think just be kind to one another. Aww. I think I think we're uh, we're in a state of the world where everyone's just divided. How so? Oh, I mean, I don't want to get into it super deeply, but you know, you can look at politics. There's two sides. I don't know anything about politics. Mm, that's fine. I know. Care for it? You you tell me. You, you tell everyone that I you tell don't everyone care. that I don't care about. Politics. That's kind of good though. Because it's not a very good space to uh, put your It drains in. me so much. Like It I is just, draining. I just cannot. Like, I understand what's going on, like, vaguely sometimes yeah. when people talk about it or, like, yeah. friends bring it up. But, yeah, I just don't I cannot get into it. Yeah, I think, I think in Melbourne we are more exposed to these conflicts happening. Especially yeah. if you live in the CBD. Yeah. There's a protest at the library every Sunday. Yeah. Every Saturday. The other day I couldn't get onto my tram because of a protest. I yeah. honestly still don't know what it was about. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's another thing. Like the protest, it's like uh, if you're going to annoy people, you, they're not going to be on your side. Yeah. So, um, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. I was just saying be kind to one another, one another because the world is in a state where everyone's kind of divided. Um, whether, you know, it's kind of like a, there's a, there are tribes. There are tribes. If you're not on my tribe, then you're against me, kind of thing. Like, why can't and 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 each tribe thinks they're they're correct, right? Yeah. And it's very human, but also, why can't you guys be both correct? Yeah, we can all be right. Yeah. Because yeah. if you think about it, there's not like a majority side. It's uh, more or less fifty fifty. So if you think about it, fifty percent of the world's wrong. <laughs> nah, I don't think so. I think it's more like 50% of the world's got a different perspective on things. Yeah. You probably want the same things. Yeah. But you have a different way to go about it or, or whatever. Yeah. So I think uh, be kind to one another and just uh, understand people. I think there's a, 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 culture sh a cultural shift where we don't really try and understand each other anymore. Mm. Especially, with, like, especially with like societal problems. And there are a lot. A lot of sad problems, and very deep. I've become more aware because of like all the protests mm. in Melbourne, and also you know uh, the internet is you know flooded with all these types of content. Mm. So um, I think try to understand each other because if you don't give the other side a chance and listen to them, then how do you know that you disagree? Yeah, very true. So. That's it. I think the, the word's kind of chaotic at the moment. Yeah. So Look, I don't really get into that side of the yeah. world, so yeah, it's just an internal chaos for me, but that's really <laughs> good to know. You know but I, I think you're kind to everyone. Aw. You, you're not like, 
Thanks. You don't have any kind of like prejudice. You don't have any I kind of so. predetermined um, notion uh, opinions on anyone. I think oh. be quite neutral, Aww. which is good. I think because like you, you, <laughs> you always try to understand. Are you saying people. I don't have an opinion? <laughs> No, I think you do have an opinion, obviously. Okay. I think you, you, you know how you feel about certain things, yeah. but you're open to um, understand other yeah. people's oh, point thanks. of view. And that's what kind of like what people are lacking. It's just they don't give enough time for, you know, understanding other people's views. Yeah. Thanks. So that's, that's, that's my open mic. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for the TED Talk. That's amazing. No, I really love it because I think... Kindness goes a long way. And remember, we had yeah. this episode on Sarah Boost, I think, Which one about kindness. Which one is that? With Hugh McKay. Oh, yeah, right. The oh, revolution was, of kindness. He was so that's good. A, he was so patient. Yeah, he's amazing. It's just like an amazing conversation. And yeah. I love how it it can be one little word mm. that has so much encapsulated into it. Yeah, it's the language, right? It Like your words can... Sorry, your words. <laughs> That's what you tell us not to. <laughs> <laughs> I realize now it's kind of hard because I know. Yeah. Now you know. No, it, it's uh, language plays a big part. Like paying attention to the words that you use. Yeah. Although it it might seem like you know like something that's kind of laughable. Mm. Like there are different words for the same meaning yeah those different words have different ways of like people perceive those words as uh, different you know, yeah yeah like different impact mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. and i think with you i think it's an old people thing because Maybe. if you've been alive for 80 years mm. you're gonna know a thing or two about the world mm. so um and yeah i think you know young people we we all need to um be a little bit more understanding yeah, listen I, before. Yeah, I think, um, I think. I think you know our generation. I think our generation is kind of lucky because we grew out, grew up without the internet. Yeah, I know. Um, I love. It. We spent our so formative grateful. years with the internet, but it wasn't. It wasn't this internet. Yeah, it wasn't. The internet when I was in high school, it wasn't this. No, I didn't even get access to the internet until I was in high school. Yeah, dial up. Like the phone yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I called <laughs> There's my no friend. There's no Wi-Fi. <laughs> like middle school, like every single day I would call someone yeah. and talk to them and actually have a conversation. Yeah. There's no texting. Yeah. No social media. Like yeah. no like, oh, I love your story. Yeah. There's you no... have a great life. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's not because you didn't have like an overload of like information. Exactly. So um, I think it's that. Like yeah. obviously if you have so much information coming to you, you're more likely to get outraged or be upset at something. Yeah. So I think we need to dial it back down. I'm and not also saying... go inwards, right? Because that's what exactly yeah. what you're saying. Because you overloaded with information. You're processing all the external information. You don't even know what's going on here. Yeah. And then maybe you're taking your anger out on somebody else. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. Mm. Like what I do, I stopped using social media. Oh, really? Back then I used everything. Really? Well, I use social media to like keep up with my friends. I, I only have Instagram and Facebook. Mm. Facebook to keep up with my family. Family is always on Facebook. And uh, Instagram to keep up with my friends. Yeah. I don't really post anything. If I post something, it's more like, you know, I did a project. Mm. So I'm going to post it there to kind of promote it. It's kind of like for business use, I guess. Yeah. But um, to keep up with people, I just look at their stories. 
and I look at their posts to see what's going on. Yeah. I don't post much. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Actually, I quit Instagram for two weeks and it was amazing. But then I was yeah. like, oh, I need to get back into it because, you know, still got to keep up yeah. with like people like. Sometimes work people message me on Instagram yeah. and they're like, Lou, are you free to do an interview on this day? I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'll respond. But yeah, I yeah. used to like um, always be on Instagram, you know, mm. like maybe five years ago where it was like a huge thing. Oh, yeah, me too. I was I was actually, I had this big problem. I don't know if you did. I had this big problem five years ago. I was in bed scrolling for hours. Yeah. That's hap- that happened. Yeah, it's happening with TikTok now. <laughs> really? I don't I don't have TikTok. I don't know. I, I watch TikTok through YouTube shorts. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to do that. Now I don't even yeah. watch YouTube. Yeah, I mean, I had that problem too. And another big problem is like you're trying to get as many followers as you can. So you like, I mean, at least for me. I wouldn't me, know about that. <laughs> um, you know, as someone who was like aspiring to be a content creator and mm. filmmaker and all of those things i was trying to get as many followers as i can so i was like i had schedules for my post mm. and then when i stopped doing that i was like i feel better <laughs> it's like because back then i would like go crazy if i couldn't post at 7 p.m oh, on thursday really and tuesday yeah wow because i'm like well i'm losing this opportunity to reach people that is Crazy. Yeah, and then when I stopped doing it, I was like, "This is you're free." Crazy. Yeah, this is nice. Yeah, you're free <laughs> now, Jerry. Yeah, and I'm still getting clients. Oh, yeah, I don't really have to do that. Mm-hmm. So you know, yeah, and I think a lot of people it may, might not be business. Maybe it's kind of keep up. You know, mm-hmm. make sure that everyone knows that I'm still cool. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not posting, you're irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. No, so, I didn't post yeah. anything for like weeks and then that was so freeing but then one of the cute things that my cousin did he was kind of like are you social detoxing or are you not okay like mm, yeah yeah I was like, like how is that normal to yeah post so much yeah it's it's not like i post a lot but like when you disappear yeah all of a sudden people are like are you okay but someone then, told me this <laughs> no but then you know it's actually okay because yeah. I have a life outside of social yeah. media. My life is still happening. I'm doing better. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing better. Yeah. You know, but then people are like concerned and that was so yeah. cute to me. The people are concerned that I'm not okay for not using social media. I'm like, I'm yeah. great. Yeah, I feel I th- better. Yeah. And so someone told me about this uh, four months ago. Yeah. When I started posting on uh, uh, Instagram, just Instagram stories. I don't do Instagram posting. I think my last post was like two years ago. Mm. Instagram stories and someone was like, oh, you're back. I was like, I was never gone. What do you mean I'm back? He's like, oh, I don't see you on Instagram much. I'm like, what's wrong with that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was never really gone. Mm. So yeah, that kind of thing. Um, and I guess that that contributes to my productivity as well. Mm. I don't have those blockers. Yes. I don't feel like I need to scroll Instagram. Oh, if I'm, love that. You know, when I'm waiting for an export, like, you know, when I'm exporting videos. Yes. When, you know, basically my computer is, you know. Rendering. Where it's uh, in, a, in a cannot be used um, moment. I don't do anything. I stand up, look out the window. <laughs> I love that. And just like look for a UFO or something. Mm. <laughs> like I just, I don't, I don't go on Instagram. Sometimes my, if my, so it's mainly I use Instagram is because my my partner will like send me stuff. Mm. 
or my best friend will send me stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't willingly go on Instagram and scroll around. Yeah. Like my my girlfriend, like yesterday, she was. I think yesterday she was like, "You haven't liked my post yet." <laughs> I'm like, I don't use Instagram. That's why. That's uh, a, it's yeah. to that extent. It's a good thing though. Yeah, it's, it's a really extent. good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it really did affect my productivity. Mm. Um, I'm much more productive when yeah. I don't have these blockers because it's easy to just dig yourself in a in a rabbit hole yeah. with those things. Yeah, because they're so entertaining. Yeah. They're so entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Well, it's been a really good chat. Like, I feel like we could go on all day. See? Yeah. You said we didn't have anything to talk about. So much to talk about. And <laughs> so much weird. on productivity. It's weird because we wouldn't talk about these things if we weren't, like, doing, doing the this. podcast. Yeah. We do talk about things, like, we do, we do. I, randomly. I, I don't want to make it seem like Lou and I don't, talk. don't get along or anything. <laughs> we do talk a lot, but we don't dive into topic deep. deeply yeah, yeah. yeah because we don't really have that luxury of like oh let's like sit down have a coffee and talk about yeah. something really deep you know because yeah. most of the time it's like lunch break you have other people around or like you're yeah. really just trying to rest and like not do anything so yeah i feel bad as well work. if i like continue the conversation i feel like ah, blue's probably got things to do yeah i know it's really hard so this is a really nice opportunity right yeah. see aren't you glad you joined the show <laughs> i'm so glad you joined i'm being held against my own will. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's I not. I don't want to be here. They're not even giving me a day off for this. I think they should. Well, you get one day off a month anyway if you do over time. So I do. enjoy that. <laughs> enjoy it. It's like for productive rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the on the topic of productivity. Yeah. Anyways, thanks for being here. Oh, it's been really fun, and I'm I'm having fun hosting this show. I might yeah. come back. It was a good conversation. But yeah, we'll have a new host very soon. So that's exciting. Jojo. Jojo will join soon, soon. And you'll see her very soon. So thanks everyone for tuning in and see you in the next one. You have been listening to Work in Progress, the personal productivity science insights podcast produced by the Life Management Science Labs. Listen to episodes from LMSL's 10 Life Management Perspectives on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or other podcasting apps on your smartphone. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating our show, sharing it, and subscribing to our channel as it helps others find us and us grow to bring you more quality resources. More of our work can be found on our website at pp.lmsl.net where you can join our movement. I'm Tia Hama. Thanks for tuning in.